Ooh, give me some more flavor. And this ain't my son, and I spent all my damn money on Shorty. I'm sorry I lied to you, Martin. I just didn't want to go to Arizona. I'm sorry I lied to you, Martin. I just didn't want to go to Arizona. Some brand new hate. Air nigga ops, air nigga won't stop. It's on everybody top. All these stars that I was, that I was. Most couldn't take. I got problems with some niggas cause I won't be fake. Air nigga ops, air nigga won't stop. It's on everybody top. I be the case cause I wouldn't talk. You heard that side of the story, but that shit was false. The only ones that want revenge is the ones that lost. I got niggas mad at me cause I wouldn't cross. Shit, how long you had they gun? Why I'm getting so much hate, I ain't mad at them But they feel it's nice up, I throw a bag at them Damn, had to turn my thug up Had to put my love up Cause I don't know who hate no more They say I'm dead, I don't even wanna wait no more I'm a I can't walk by faith Every day I wake up to some brand new hate Air nigga ops, air nigga won't suck. It's on everybody top All these stars that I was See my cousin down, sell my face, I couldn't help Your clothes on me, I'll try to backdoor you if you love them I just sent the text 150 if you catch them mm-hmm. You ever been on the other side of the barrel, mm-hmm. You tell your shorties going slide, you gotta prep them on And when you fall out with your brothers, just don't let them go And they ain't telling before he died, I wish I let them know Standing over your body, I got my tears together I just let you know I got your kids forever Taking all these drugs, wish I could live forever I ain't gonna even tell them what we did together mm-hmm. I can't walk by faith. Every day I wake up to some brand new hate. Air nigga ops, air nigga won't stop. It's on air by the top. All these stars. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Back in the building. Back at you. Already know the vibes, man. This is the Untitled Podcast, uh, episode 38. Is that right? 38 one or two man one or two man uh i am your host booze man um i'm here with a, a very 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 special guest man uh my guy my my little brother man um coach of the year um let me know if i'm missing something now um uh savannah's favorite uh, civil rights activist. Uh, <laughs> last time I checked, the man in these streets. Uh, <laughs> all that good shit. All that good shit, man. I'm here with my brother, man. Uh, Coach Kev Evans, man. Yo, I'm not the man in the streets. Do not listen to that. Street. That's what the streets say. <laughs> streets talking. I'll well, be on say. the porch, man. Bro, hey. That's upset what the streets say. You know, I ain't know. You know, I ain't gonna lie to you. I'll be on the porch and in the back, in the, in the backyard. That big ass dog. <laughs> there you go. Goddamn dog be eating people and shit. Hey, man. He a gentle giant. I didn't know that was a dog from Sandlot. <laughs> like, you ain't told me your dog was actually the same dog in Sandlot. I think mine, you need to come up with a Sandlot too back in the hood. They got they got Sandlot too, then you Sandlot 3. Yeah, he going back in the hood. I remember they had that leprechaun shit. (laughs) (laughs) Saying like back in the hood. Yeah, back in the hood. (laughs) I don't even do kids still play baseball. I don't even see them. Nah, not not our kids. Not none of these kids. My kids don't play nothing but basketball and TikTok. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a new sport down <laughs> TikTok. TikTok. They dance, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, they dance gonna be on TikTok. Uh, so yeah, man. Um, got my guy with me, man. Gonna chop it up about a few things, man. Um, if you don't know, he is the head coach at Groves High School. He's also a um alumni of, uh, which is a real dope look. Um, you know, a lot of times they talk about NBA players wanting to go back to their home city and bring a championship. Um, and I think that. Is on the same plane, the same uh, playing field, man. Going back to your, to your school and bringing the ship home, man, is dope. Um, the pressure's on this year. My boy finally got that target on his back. And, uh, you know, pressure is privilege, but, you know, we're going to get into all that, man. It's a blessing to have that pressure on you because if you ain't got no pressure, don't nobody care. You don't know nobody care. It's part of you got to get your head cracked. I remember them days. Yeah, man. It's part of it, man. You got to bring it back. I bring it back. So, um, before we get started, man, um, you know, typically – uh, you know, do like a little little something to bring us in, man, so you kind of get to know your personality. Um, so, uh, my first question to you, um, if you could go back to any point in time in history, any point in time, right, you get to take three things back with you. You get to choose. So, for example, I always give my example so you kind of get a vibe of where I'm going with it. Um, I will go back to slavery. I'll go back to slavery with an AK. A Hellcat with unlimited gas and a bag of weed, and I'm going to free all the slaves. That's what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to free everybody. Okay. Give me a week, and I'm going to free every slave <laughs> okay. in, in captivity. Okay. So that's that. those were my, that, that was mine. So what you got? Uh, Any point in time, back. let's start Any the point era. In time? Let's go back. So what era would you take it back to? Any point in time? Man, that's a tough one. I'll probably, I'll go back to the Bible times. Okay, okay. I, I'll go back with a with an iPhone. Okay. Some Taylor Port with Simply Lemonade. Okay. Man, it's, man, probably some some kicks. I, I take a take a, a bunch of kicks to give. The hell, you it. gonna do with that? Give them out, man. You know, I'm gonna walk around with the sandals and. and what you gonna do shoes. with your phone? I'm gonna record everything, bro. Cause you don't believe the Bible. They ain't that. I'm just saying, you know, the Bible. I tell everybody, you know, the Bible is a ghetto story. That's fair. So so you go back, you record it. Now you ain't got about. We showing you the video. So you trying to have to burn the bush and, and man, let's go trying to see part. Adam, trying to see see Eve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And see and see what Eve told Adam before she gave him because whatever they had the conversation for that man to say, you know what? Forget what God said. I'm gonna eat this apple. It yeah. had to been a real conversation. Yeah, be talking that talk. So I want to see. You know, Summer Walker just dropped something now. So I'm yeah. trying to. Yeah. Brent Fires and, and Future. We need y'all now. I'm trying to see what now. it looked like when that when the when the red when the red sea part and them most yeah. was free and them people. Well, yeah. And you know what I want to see, honestly? All right. This this has been a question that I've never got answered. And I I, I want y'all to know I do believe in God, y'all. So don't <laughs> think this is what I'm saying. Just about that. Some foolishness. I just got a real deal question. Ain't no pastor has ever made an answer for me. Right? Okay. So you got Adam and Eve. Okay. Correct. They had two two sons, right? What were their names? It's not a trick question. Was it A and K? Uh, Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel. Yeah. He was a youth pastor at one point. Wait. Well, all right. Don't a, a worry about it. Being theology, be you, honest, nah, a minor. You, you good? And you all right? So they had kids. Cain <laughs> and Abel, right? Oh, okay. Cain and Abel got married, right? Oh, Abel. Um, Where they came from? Oh no, man. I think you know what I'm saying. I, I asked this question mm-hmm. you know, at one point, and I think what's in the Bible is you know that's what we understand. But I do think. You know, people say, like, where were the other people at? Mm-hmm. I think it was more people, you know, somewhere. But I just believe in the context where we got Adam and Eve were said to be God's first people. 
You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. That's, that's, so, that's my take on so, it. So you think that, so what you're saying is basically he had Cain and Abel. When Adam and Eve, they had Cain and Abel, but he also, there are other people. I think it was other people, that but, maybe but when it came mentioned. to him, when it came to him talking about, you know, him getting the glory and getting, you know what I'm saying, knowing about him, knowing about him, I think you, Adam and Eve was his first chosen people. And I mm-hmm. think it was other people that all go in to, you know, him and his divine and his grace. Cause you know you think about it when when God destroyed you know the world you know it was it was it was going bad everything was bad it was everything was was bad but we, where don't people came from so I think it was always more people it was just okay okay I never told that's nobody my, that's that's my take on it you know, I never told anybody the answer was wrong I just want to just get I, takes on because I never got a clear answer hey I think the only way we will really answer that is whenever we get to heaven I'm that's I, it. I got a lot of questions for God when I you get think he's trying to hear all that. Man, I, listen, I'm gonna ask him with a bar. You can you could drink in heaven? I'm sure we do communion. You know what I'm saying? So if I ask just Ain't for the wine. water the wine. If if I just ask for the wine and no and no the, the bread, will I be in trouble? Would he be like, bye? No, nah, I don't think he'll put you out. I think if you overdo it, if you just walk around the streets drunk, throwing up on the streets of gold. I ain't gonna throw, I'm being a I'm be in your little 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 hut. No, nah, I'm be I'm gonna be flying with my wings. She gonna throw up on people? Nah. I'm just, I'm just be flying, you know. Come down, and get a little sip, fly a little, oh, bit. A little back up, yeah. a little party, okay. a little party, a little you know, gangster party. <laughs> All right, yeah. All right, Pac said that right. <laughs> Gotta be heaven for a G, right? There you go. That Gotta Pac be heaven for a G, man. Trying to see what Al Green them boys on. Yeah, man. Nah. This could be an episode right here, y'all. This could be an episode right here. You all right? I'm blessed, brother. I'm blessed. I'm <laughs> highly favored. Yeah, obviously. man. I'm blessed and highly favored, man. God, God is just shining his light on me. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that's because you're playing with God, bro. Nah, that's real. Bro, I'm, I'm going to shift off. I'm going to shift. Man, get off this, man. Yeah, my, my business. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. So, um... Early on, man, um, obviously, uh, you started off hooping. Uh, you started at Jenkins. And it's funny, actually, uh, I had Roche on last episode, and Roche took the switch from Groves to Jenkins. And you went to reverse. You know, he went from hell to heaven. You came from heaven to hell. <laughs> and, I mean, yeah, straight to the churches, man. So, so let's start there, man. I know you know a lot of folks at Groves when you got there, but... Talk to me about just that transition coming in as a freshman at Jenkins to, you know what I mean, getting the grows and walking into that mix. Man, I'm going to be completely honest. I was, I was pretty sorry coming into high school. Like, okay. like I wasn't really – I love basketball. I knew basketball. But I wasn't what you – you know, people would think, like, a premier player in the city. Like, I really couldn't – I couldn't hoop. Mm-hmm. Like, I just knew basketball. So, when I got to Jenkins, man, you know, God bless the dead coach. Oliver was there. You know, a lot of people say he couldn't really coach. Right. So, like, you know, meeting him and, and getting to work out and stuff, you know, I just really grinded hard and really did a lot of, you know what I'm saying, I, I put in a lot of work. And uh, I think the biggest thing was because I wasn't as good as a lot of folks, it made me grind a little different. You know what I'm saying? And then I did have, you know, I had Bernard Huggins, you know, Shad Wright, those were guys that were older than me that I kind of was – Playing against, you know, Demetrius Evans, he he was, uh, you know, older right. than those guys I was kind of playing against. So, you know, I I had no choice but to kind of get better. So, 
No, ninth grade was a, it was a struggle. Got a little bit of trouble. Actually, yeah. I put out of school. Yeah. A lot of folks yeah. don't know that. I had to yeah. go to Scott. Yeah. I knew that. I had to go to Scott. So yeah. uh, when I came back, man, you know, that summer playing AAU, my kind of turned up. This guy that got better, man. Mm-hmm. Shout out to my boy, Jane Sinclair. Like, you know what I'm saying? That's that's one of the dudes who I was in the gym and really just hooping every day going into my 10th grade. Just for 10th grade, I kind of yeah. got a little better. But like I said, Coach Oliver was a different type of coach. Like, he wasn't X's and O's. He right. was more so I'm a teacher how to be a man. So I got suspended. So no wonder Jinky used to get their ass cut so much. Man, literally, bro. I Y'all some great yeah, they were they were men. They were some upstanding guys, but yeah. We lost the candy one year, man. Yeah. We was on the bus to never forget, man. And at the end of the bus trip, we got back to Jenkins and Coach Oliver was like, Hey, anybody got any trash to throw away? I don't know who said it. <laughs> Somebody said, Yeah, throw away your pride and your playbook, coach. Oh Lord. <laughs> Right then I knew, yeah. man, you know what? This ain't so it's different. Yeah, you can't talk. Yeah, so Tim Great happened, cool. Got suspended a lot. You know what I'm saying? So we moved to Pooler. So yes, I did a bona fide move to Groves. I know a lot of people talk about the other transfer stuff. I it's, moved to Pooler. It's cool, coach. It's cool. You know what I'm saying? Coach, I had to go cool. to Groves. Cool, it was a bona fide move. My address did I'm change. Glad I stayed you, with my mama. I'm glad you know GHSA terminology. I'm it's cool. It so, you know what I'm saying? So nobody go back and try to, you know, research. Mason called my mama like, you know, he coming to Groves. Got the Groves and the rest is history. I got my, honestly, Domo, Keenan, man, DJ Elwood, Span, them boys, Luther, them boys kind of, they gave me my swag on the court. Like, they yeah, kind of, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I had the X's and O's a little bit at Jenkins, but Groves taught me like, man, brother, you got to you got to be in and not own you. Yeah, yeah. So them boys told me like, man, you got to hoop. So, yeah. you know, so I got the Groves and that's what kind of, no, took off, you know. Junior year happened. Yeah, I think you know we one of the best teams ever out of Savannah, Georgia, yeah. regardless of our, yeah. our results. Yeah, you know, that, that, that definitely the best team in Groves history for sure. For sure, for sure. A lot of folks can't, you know. And, and even then, I was the seventh, eighth man off the bench. Mm-hmm. You no, know, so I didn't average a whole bunch of points, but you know, I did my due diligence on that team. That was thirty and two. Yeah. And senior year, I kind of just did my thing. Yeah, dope, dope. So, uh, so senior year, um. You weren't somebody that was highly recruited, right? No, nah, you, you nah, somebody nah, kind of nah. put that groundwork in, and you took the uh, took the long road. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, yep. It was it was different, you know. When you when you a kid, man, you you think you going to the Duke in North Carolina, like you think you that. Yeah, good. of course, always. Thank always. you, tough. Yeah, but then I started playing against guys that was like really like that, and yeah. I had to like take a reality check. Like, you know what, Kev? This gonna be different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So, uh, my first D one interest. Was Charleston Southern. We played in the Statesboro Classic. Charleston Southern College of Charleston. I talked to them. Uh, Bobby Crimmins, um, yeah. one of his assistant coaches, he was at Charleston College of Charleston, and uh, they was coming to see Jaquan Raymond. Shout out to Quan, man. Ended up going to NC State, Middle Tennessee. Yeah, had twenty six on them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that was my first time really getting an interest and in really talking to D ones and thinking like, okay, maybe I could. Right, 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 right. But then I, you know, and being a coach now, I see, man, them grades meant so much. Yeah. Because I ended up going on a visit to Mercer. Yeah. And I applied. And them folks sucked me a letter about, like, you know, yeah, your grades are not up to standard. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, in, in other words, like, man, you dumb as hell, bro. Like, you, you can't. <laughs> not, no. Not, 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 not. Because like, we, we, you're not that. You ain't applying yourself in the school. No, bro. By the way they looked at my grades, them boy told me, like, yeah, you dumb as hell, oh, bro. Okay, like, okay. you, you got to go to a junior college or a community college okay, get your okay. grades right. Yeah. So I took heed to that. Um, End of the year, like I said, 
in Savannah, Georgia, if you ain't one of them top four pro teams in that state, yeah, it's gonna be hard for you. So you know, we yeah. lost to Johnson first round, and uh, I ain't had a lot of interest from school, so I went to workouts every weekend, camps every weekend. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wake Cross College. Shout out to the Swamp Foxes back then. <laughs> Gave me a chance, opportunity, and uh, I took off. You know, Corey yeah. Baldwin, man, my coach, just yeah. put me on it. So yeah, I started out with JUCO, man. I tell kids today, man, JUCO probably one of the best thing happened to me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I know, I know a few guys. I mean, hell, KC, JUCO, two time, two time player of the year, JUCO, player year in JUCO. Took all West Virginia Final Four. You know what I mean? Packed up John Wallen and Boogie Cousins. You yes, know what I mean? Is. Hey. Everybody so, yeah, everybody remember that, man. Well, some people don't, but you got, if, if you if you don't remember, feel free to go on KC Facebook page. He'll, <laughs> he telling he'll everybody he'll kind, <laughs> you'll, you'll see a kind of remind you of who he was, man, who he was on that court. So It's crazy before you say that. Mm-hmm. My big man just, just signed his letter of intent to go play at your Hey, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, and yeah, say, yeah. That's, that's dope, man. JC, man. Yeah, man, that boy averaging like 13 blocks a game. It's yeah. ridiculous, man. <laughs> In number yeah. one in the state. Yeah, and we'll get we'll get into it, but I do think it's dope. And obviously, you know what I mean. I seen y'all play a few bit of times, but you know, just from a basketball standpoint, to average that many blocks and not be fouling out of games is a real good look. Cause that's tough. Yeah, wait till y'all that's see tough. this shit. My boy didn't got in his Duffy for real. Mm-hmm. Everybody think he can't score, but Gerald Collin, I'm saying it right now. The, the, the Colonel, the Duffy is full hey, of. Hey. We'll get, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. We're going to get to that, man. Um, so let's continue in your journey, man. So and, and real quick, you know, a lot of times, you know, they talk about coaches and they, they talk about people who knew the game, right? And I've been in a gym with you. I know you could hoop. Most people in the city know you could hoop. But it was the guys who weren't maybe as good as that next level, as that D1 guy. Those are typically your coaches. Like, those are the ones because yeah. they see the game different. Because they honestly spend a lot of time watching it, Most you know definitely. what I mean, before Most they got definitely. onto the floor. You know what I'm saying? So um, that transition, at what point did you say, you know, okay, cool, this actually playing thing, you know what I mean, this ain't going to yield me yeah. a check. So coaching. And what at what point did you did you say coaching is gonna be for me? Man, I went to a Christian college out the junior college, man. Yeah. I went to a Christian school and uh man, I went through so much in this Christian school to them folks thinking I sold drugs. <laughs> them folks suspending me, trying mm-hmm. to they terroristic threats. End up getting hurt by the time I started playing. I had like an assistant coach who wasn't an assistant coach. His daughter just played for the girls' team. Like <laughs> man, I went through so much at this Christian school, man. Yeah. So uh going through it and realizing like I didn't play a lot my last two years of college, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I had a, a bad hip injury. Yeah. Uh, and I had a, a bad sports hernia. So yeah. I didn't really play uh my senior year for that. And then my junior year I got suspended for terroristic threats. Yeah. Um whole bunch of different stuff, you know what I'm saying? Violent. Legal stuff. So I didn't play my first half of my junior year going to the school after playing JUCO. So I ended up coming averaging 13, 14 points second half. Right. So now I'm going to my senior year. No, I'm really banking on going overseas. Like, you know, I talked to a couple of people. Like, I'm really thinking in my mind, like, okay, I'm going to get a chance. Like, I just got to yeah. put up numbers. We got right. these D1 schools on the schedule. Yeah. I got to put up numbers. Mess right and having a sports hernia, having surgery going into my senior year. So, mm-hmm. um, me battling that and then me dealing with so much, man, losing, you know, a couple of homeboys down the road at this time. So, yeah. man, basketball started being like a fifth option in my head. So, I wasn't, you know, physically, I wasn't. Putting right, the work right, in and right, physically, right. my body just wasn't doing it. So yeah. I started being on the sideline, kind of hollering at my, my teammates, 
And I kind of just realized you like, you know what? Maybe, maybe me playing basketball isn't really my calling. Maybe it's really something else. And 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 not to be real religious, but it was one of them things where I felt like God was like, you love basketball, but you're not trusting me in what I'm gonna do for you. Right. So me being hurt, I think it was God trying to say, like, you don't need to play no more. I got a different calling for you. So right. after a while, I just started feeling like, you know, my body was doing what it was doing because I wasn't put the hoop no more. I was supposed to right. do what I'm doing now. So I think that's what kind of jump-started me to thinking, like, I'd be a coach. Right. And, and you know, and it's, I say a lot when you when you look at these, these when you hear these stories and you hear people's journeys, typically um, what you'll hear is something just keeps coming back. Yeah. No matter what it is, something keeps coming. Opportunities keep presenting themselves, but it's in the exact same lane every single time, right? Dang. So, and, and that's when you start saying, all right, this guy talking to me. This just somebody talking yeah, to me. Yeah. Like, some, the universe, whatever you believe, something's telling me this is where you need to be. This is where you need to be doing. My um, stepdad asked me that, man. My mm-hmm. stepdad, like, me and him had a lot of conversations where he asked him one day, like, you, you want to play basketball still? You want to hoop? Mm-hmm. And when he asked you that, you know, my whole life I've been a basketball player. My whole life. If you know me, mm-hmm. you know, like, Kevin loved basketball and women. Word, word. <laughs> basketball, <laughs> yeah. women, and kicks. So, like, yeah. he asked me one day, like, how you how you, how you feel? And, and when he asked you, I couldn't answer the question. Yeah. Because in, in my mind, I never thought that I would never play ball. Like, right. after a while, I knew I wasn't going to the NBA. Yeah. But I always thought, like, I'm going to go across the world. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So when he asked me, I finally had to think and, and do it. Like you said, somebody hollered at me, but I ended up going back to him and had a real talk, man. I told him, like, the day you asked me that question, mm-hmm. I'll never forget what I was doing because that was the time where it shifted and I had to realize, man, I got to get me a degree and figure out what I'm going to do. Yeah, yeah. With Delso, man, my, my pops, man, he, uh, he definitely, you know what I'm saying, had that conversation that made me kind of start thinking about what I want to do at next at, at the next part of my journey in my life. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and like I said, man, don't call this happen. This, uh, this is a Jay-Z quote, right, where he talks about, you know what I mean, that he doesn't feel as if there's anybody who, like God doesn't just give certain people, no doubt. you know what I mean, certain talent. Well, they, he doesn't, like, anoint certain people as yeah. being the one, right? right? Like, your life journey is finding your purpose. When you find your purpose, that's when it takes off, you know what I mean? And I think, you no, know, just watching you, being around you, you know what I mean, chopping up with you, you know what I mean, giving input, you know, when, when, when you ask for it. You know, I watched just your progression in the last, what, three, four years. Three, you know four, what I mean? Man. You know, Cussing literally zero to. <laughs> Cussing me out. Hey, I mean, man, listen, he, he being political right now, but I'm going to go in and say it while I'm, that man be cussing me out, boy. Like, that's man. the big brother who really, what is you doing? It's so <laughs> so he really did see me grow up when he say that, man. Definitely appreciate it. You know, man, it's funny, man. Um, I feel like, you know, a lot of times um, it's needed yeah. with that. And you can reach a certain level that it starts becoming the way everybody around you just tells you what they want to hear out of the fear of losing you as a resource or as a friend, right? right. And they're scared of what happens if I say something to you you don't like. And now you don't rock with me no more. You know what I'm saying? So for me, I never came from that. I didn't come from that. Nah. If you meet my pops, he, my pops ain't like that. My brother's not like that. My, all, all my, you know what I mean? All the, everybody I grew up under, you know what I mean? One of the, uh, the the big brothers, me and you both have, you know, is in you. 
Shout out to Big Bro. Yo, shout out to Big Bro E. You know what I'm saying? E. And Ian to tell you straight, hey, shit, he he never lied. He never told me what I wanted to hear, but he right. never lied to me. And I may not have liked it. And the same thing with you. Yeah. I say, I tell you so far, I know you don't like it. I know you ain't gonna like it when I tell it to you. Yeah. But it is what it is. I'm like, hearing it though. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's gonna be, and it's coming. The other part about it is it's coming from love. Right. You know what I mean? Right, and right. you you're a coach, so you can attest to this point, right? Because it's real. Sports teach you a lot of lessons. Once one lesson that you learn in sports early is when your coach is constantly on your ass, it's because yeah. he sees something in you. He ain't care. And you good. It's when they stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's when they stop. And, and they just gave up on you. you Man, do what you want. Side, you. Like looking at coach like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, and they yeah, they give it's not you just on the team. You just, <laughs> you, just you, just put, you just put a jersey on. He don't know nothing. Like that's when it's an issue. And it's the same concept. You know what I mean? That's when it's a real issue. So, um, you know, with that, uh, actually, you know what? We're about 25 minutes in, man. We're going to transition, transition, um, into our first, uh, first little segment of the, um, of the playlist, man. So with that, I was going to do a thing with you, man, but what I'm going to do with you is we're going to keep it, uh, what we had the last two episodes, man. So we're going to turn it into a pass ox playlist. All right, so all right. in the pass ox playlist, this is basically, Imagine we at a party. Imagine we in the wood. We on a road trip. You know what I mean? We just kicking it, cooling, playing 2K, whatever. And you playing music. What song are you going to? <laughs> we on a road trip. Road trip. Wherever, you, wherever we going. You, if I pass it's you this me song. me and you now, right? Whoever. Whoever you okay, with. Okay, it ain't got to okay. be me. Whoever I'm, you I'm with. A, uh, first song you going to when we pass you the, the arts court. First like, whatever song. vibe you trying to set. Hey, I ain't gonna front, man. I've been on uh Akeem Ali, if anybody know who that is, yeah. man. Uh, I'ma put that on just just to see just to see how you react to it. Yeah. Which one? Man, I'm probably putting on uh the Mac. The Mac. That's the song, the Mac. Yeah, say less. The Mac. All right, Everybody ain't gonna know that, but man, Akeem listen, man, Ali. man. The Mac, let's do it. Look, I'm pimp tight and know what a bitch like. I invite her over just to put some dick in her wind. The zip life is something I complain about day and night. Cause my bitches would probably get out of line if I didn't gripe. I tell a hoe to jump and she asks for a trampoline. Pimping for ages, I was macking out Mary Magdalene. Look, I got more hoes than the world got. And I can mack a bitch down to nothing Just to show as a squirrel got squeakers And I'm smooth, so what you trying to get into? I send my bitches out the bitches that I sent off And say, tell them I sent Come in, I'm hot as a stovetop, but I'm still chill I'm ballin' and keep two of them on my side Like my world is Louisville And I'm still real, the fact that I will peel Keep all of my bitches in line I feed them food without and give them a meal deal My flow sick, it's a little ill I whip the lack to the wheel squirrel Prescription bottle full of ice cubes Like a chill pill, baby The pill, I'm the back, the back, player, I'm the pro, pro. Yes, sir, man. So that was Kim my leader back. Of course, that's what you would go to. Of course. <laughs> of course, man. Don't recommend. Don't track. Don't track. Don't track. So, um, if we're going to do it that way, 
because uh, I like to allow uh, the guests to come on, man, and set the vibe. Um, so that's what we're going to do it, man. We're going to kind of, you know, we're going to do that vibe. So it's only right. Now I'm going to tap in the crit then, man. I'm going to tap in the oh, crit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? We're going to go big crit, man. Temptation. Yeah, I'm trying to turn us into something, turn us into something. Yeah, I'm trying to turn us into something, turn us into something. And we ain't tripping on the summer, cut the stars out. Stars out. Wheels, candy paint, bring the bros out. Yeah, I'm trying to turn us into something, turn us into something. Yeah, I'm trying to turn us into something, turn us into something. And we ain't tripping on the summer, cut the stars out. Stars out. Wheels, candy paint, bring the bros out. Yeah, I'm trying to turn us into something, turn go. Holla at my partner for some drink that I could pour Sipping candy dripping while I'm tipping on the boat Horizontal sideways, trunk might explode Headed to the spot where the strippers show me love They got them five wings and I love the groove Trying to get my mind off my bitch back at home Searching for a freaky bop a dime to turn me on Yeah, I'm trying to turn this into something Turn this into something See, I'm trying to turn this into something Turn this into something And we ain't tripping on the summer Cause the stars are stars Home wheels, candy paint, bring the bros out Yeah, I'm trying to turn this into something Turn this into something See, I'm trying to turn this into something Turn this into something And we ain't tripping on the summer Cause the stars are stars Home wheels, candy paint, bring the bros out Yeah, I'm trying to turn this into something For the night And she fucking well, that's just my type It's something about that pussy when it's pushy under lights She claims she know my name and she seen me out in public Finally got the nerve to speak to me cause she been crushed Alright man, so uh Alright man, so um, that was a big crit man, Temptation Um, real cool record man So um so we, we talked about your journey, man, and what actually drove you what actually drove you to coach. You know what I mean? It's kinda of starting off as a player. You know, we dabbed into, you know, who you were as a player, uh, what kind of player you were, you know what I mean, and what led you to coaching. So, uh right here, man, we are on the heels of um we're on the heels of your first game of the season. Coming up, man, in a few days here, man. So um, first of all, uh, I know as a player, I know when I played, right, and I, and I was a football player, man, that week leading up, you know, I'd go through a bunch of different emotions, right? Like, I'd be excited, ready to go. I'd be nervous because I don't know if the work I put in all this time is going to, you know what I mean? Because right. it's different. When you're playing against your teammates all summer, all fall, you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing because you always with them. Right. But it's when I'm lining up against this team with a different jersey, like, this is going to really show the work I put in. Right. And if I did anything to extend it, man. So, as a player, you know, that's one way of looking at it. And a coach is a whole different mindset. So, do you get those first? You still get those jitters as a coach? Um, Do I get the jitters? I wouldn't call them jitters. You know, sometimes I – I have in my head that I over-prepare or under-prepare. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't call it nervousness. Um, mm -hmm. I think more so with me, now as a coach, you're hoping you, you you prepared your guys a certain way, but ultimately you're hoping to see if they carry out everything y'all been working on. So right, right. that's the difference between being a player and a coach. Um, 
sometimes I do things like I might look over the scout report a little more. I may look over film on the team a little more than I would want to. Mm-hmm. And then last minute, I might get in the huddle in the locker room. And like, so listen, when they do this, you know, we got to make sure we we, yeah. we we go ahead and trap it. And, and sometimes I might over prepare. Yeah. Um, I don't think I've under prepared a lot. I think sometimes I made a, I may have uh, been too chill with my team sometimes, trying not to trying not to get them overhyped. Yeah. Um. So, so me, I just think the biggest thing as a coach that I've learned, and, and one thing was I would say, uh, Sherm White, my legendary coach at, at, at Pace Academy. Mm-hmm. I taught him a good bit, and um, he taught me where if you see a coach yelling and doing a lot of yelling on the sideline to his players about things they're not doing, that's not a player fault. That's a coach fault. Right. Because all your coaching you really do in is practice. in practice. Absolutely. So when you get to the game. If you prepared your team for that game, all you making is adjustments. All you making is adjustments and yeah. you know timeouts, things like that. So, mm-hmm. since he's told me that, man, that's one thing I've kind of took heed to. So, I don't get nervous because if I prepared my guys to do certain things, if they're not carrying out what we went over, yeah, that's me. Right. That's on me. Absolutely. So that's how I kind of carry myself. So, now I go in every game, man. Every game. Playing us, playing our style of basketball, and having the scouting reports for teams. But at the end of the day, I tell my guys, if we play how we practice, then that's seventy five percent of the job. Absolutely. The other twenty five percent is me giving y'all a couple little things that the other teams do. Absolutely, and execution. It's always you versus you. It's never you yeah. versus everybody. Always, always, always. Um, and it's funny because you know I was always taught that same thing, right? Like you know when I've coached. You know, I take the same mindset. I'm not here, like you said, the coaches that you hear yelling and, and, and trying to teach during it's too late. It's right. too late to teach right. during the game. It's too late. I can't teach. it's like trying it's like in in you um and actually uh shot the Johnny man down in Winter Haven. Johnny taught me this a long time and Johnny Lawson man and uh you know he told me, you know, it's like taking a test. Right. right? I study for this test all all week long. And when I get to the test, I can't break out the book. And look for the answers. Nah, it's too late. Right. It's too late. If you got to do that, you're done, all, you're done before you started. Same concept with coaching, man. So I think that's real dope that that he told you that because it's true. And, and that seems to be something that, that that prevails in coaching circles across the board. Um, I think that for me, man, being man, I'm 28. Yeah. Learning stuff like this at 28. Yeah. I, and, and, and I say that like not to brag or, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, toot my home, but... At 28, I'm nah, learning things that shit. dudes don't it. learn till they 35, 40. Right. I'm 28. So right. six years, seven years, God willing, if I'm coaching, I'm learning stuff now in my 20s. So by the time I'm 35, 36. Yeah. I can I can I can say, man, to your circle, to, to know your circle, hell, to be in your circle. You know what I mean? To be somebody you call, you know what I mean, when it comes to certain you know, certain stuff, man. Um, you you got a real strong circle around you. You know what I mean? Uh, one thing they say is that if you look around your circle um, and you don't see people that motivate you or, or force you to elevate, you don't, you don't got a circle, you got a cage. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's surrounding you. So getting people around you who push you and constantly push sure. you and not telling you, you know, again, like I said earlier, not what you want to hear. You got people who there who's pushing like, nah, bro. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. I know a lot of times, um, I'm trying to think what game. I think it might have been a Woodville game. Um, I pulled it up first, on the last first game, man. Yeah, and, first pulled, yeah and, and then after the game, you came up to you, like, man, go ahead, big bro, go ahead and tell me. Like, you told me I ain't gonna say nothing yeah, to you. I, I ain't got nothing to say to you. Like, and, and it wasn't that I was saying that as in 
there wasn't something I could see that you could improve on as a coach or body language. Yeah, it was there, but I was like, you already know what I'm going to say. Right, like right, we were right, at that right. point, and that was more so for me a proud moment. It was like, you know what I'm going to say. You don't need me to tell you that. Right. And I'm not going to lay it. You know, I ain't going to pour it on because you got folks coming, you know what I mean, from this way, that way, that way, saying, man, all you had to do was X, Y, and Z. Everybody all you had to do was do this. Your hey, for everybody man, yeah, your why you don't just do man. this? I'm telling you now, if you put him... I'm not gonna do that. Man, you run a run a run a run a three two, man. Yeah, man, dude, man, you gotta press more. I'm not doing all that. I'm not telling you how to do your X's and O's. Right. I'll never. And you look at it. You think about it, me and your conversations when it comes. I'm never talking to you about it. how you coach is how you coach. Right. I've been around plenty of coaches, plenty of great coaches, played for great coaches. I'm not here to tell you how to run your program. Right. But what I'm gonna tap into is mentally how you're gonna approach this. Like this is how we look at I me. Mean, you've had conversations where it's like, yeah. like, look, bro, like, nah, nah, nah. Listen, that's not how you want to attack this. Look right. at it this way. This is the way you need to teach them. This is the way you need to talk to them about it. That's now. a certain situation, right? Yeah, there. yeah, and it was, yeah, and it was a certain situation. I remember that. Day, yeah, and man. It, was, it was a certain situation. You know what I mean? That that we went into. That you you yeah. came to me and it was a situation where, you know, do you mind talking about it? Yeah, we could talk about it, man. I part of my listen. That's early in the year compared to yeah. your first game seeing me at Woodville and then yeah. seeing me in February, man. So yeah, it was we night can and definitely day. Definitely talk about it. Bro. It was night and day. Um, and one thing about it, you know, what I mean, before I even get into it, is I do want to point out, and obviously you know this, but you know, I'm not one of the people who's going to be negative with you. Nah, because you remember, I said, I, I said, hey man, listen, that boy when you y'all play Johnson, I said, hey man, that boy is coaching his ass off. I said that. I, I'm watching this game. I'm seeing them do stuff. I'm seeing y'all adjusting. I said, boy, them boy making it hard. Man, that I, man, man, I tell my kids every day about that game before we get into it. I lost that game, man. I still, I look at it and I tell myself, man, why did I stop pressing Johnson and not yeah, keep man. the aggressive? And, but you know what? That's just part of the process. It's part of the process. Yeah, it's yeah, part of the process. Yeah, because if we keep it a buck with you, the team you had last year, they wasn't just they weren't ready just yet. Because yeah. you know what you're gonna have this year? Is your point gonna come? Nah, coach, no, nah, we need to press them. They like they're gonna start coming they to you. It, and they, they know, like, nah, coach, coach, coach we gotta press. We need to yeah, press. Like, yeah. coach, nah, don't take us out this press. Like now they're there and you're gonna be able to trust them. Um, but situation we spoke about was I think y'all lost two. It was early, early in the season, right? I think this yeah. like may have been like yeah, two like, games yeah, and two, like three games. And, yeah, y'all lost two. Uh, was it Jenkins? Nah, new, matter of fact, we was on three. We lost New Woodville, lost New Hampstead, New, Ham- no, New Hampstead, Woodville, and then I lost to Jenkins. Right, right, right. Um, and uh, I remember seeing you, uh, and you told me, man, I ain't going to practice tomorrow. Pulled up the work. Now, yeah, I think I'll put them out practice or something like that. I, yeah, I well, you practice. then I said I want to come. Yeah, you yeah you cancel practice yeah. that day, and then you say you want coming the yeah. next day. Yeah, and I was like, for what? <clears throat> he was like, man, the boy got to learn how to do it on his own. And the first thing I told you was, if they got to do it on their own, what they need you for. Right. No doubt. And then we had a whole we had a whole conversation. We talked about different things. Um, you took that and applied that, you know, after. And that's why I seen you later on in the year. Like, I'm seeing these kids showing up for you. Yeah. I'm seeing these kids, you know, when they talk about that whole cliche about, you know, kids should want to run through a brick wall for their coach. That's, I'm, man, that's big, man. That big. really means something. Yeah, it do. And, and as and if you, this type of coach to give up on your kids, the type of coach that I ain't showing up, y'all need to figure this out. Nah, 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 nah. Like, again, if we got to do this on our own, and we talked about a bunch of different things. We talked about, you know, leaving these kids off to themselves, and we talked about the devil's uh, playground being an idle mind, and all these other, you know, having a bunker mentality and saying it's us against the world, and having all that, you know, having all these conversations, all these different things. 
you know, and taking those and applying it. You know, what's crazy is, man, I had to really realize after that conversation, like, if I walk off on these kids, man, I'll be another person in their life that left them. Absolutely. And I think uh, that's what made my journey so different than a lot of folks. Like, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of folks don't know we practicing at Mercer Middle School on a, yep. on a rubber flow. Yep. Like, today we had practice, man, I, and the kids were slipping. Mm-hmm. You know, they slipping around, they can't close out, people driving past them, and, uh, you know, one of the kids yelled. Man, coach, I keep slipping and falling. Mm-hmm. And and I knew that what I say is starting to really affect them because before I could say anything, when his teammate said, close out early, because even though you're slipping now, when we get in the game next week, we're going to be on a different kind of flow. Yep. yep. So when I heard that, it kind of started clicking like, okay, they really getting it because, like I said, we, we in a middle school gym, man. Yep. You know what I'm saying? We, we, we don't practice in big high school gyms like everybody else. Yep. Our weight room is in the classroom. Like, mm-hmm. when we doing Vertimax stuff, we literally hitting the ceiling. Yeah. And I told my guys, like, this is adversity. This is what adversity looked like. If you can go through adversity at your home right now, at your own gym, when you go play somebody else, it's going to be like a kid in a candy store because you're going to be so excited to finally see something different. And, and it's big as you say that because you talk about adversity. Usually adversity hits you and is unexpected. And that's what makes it so tough to deal with. So when you're walking out, when I pulled up on you last week, right, I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, shit. Damn. Prison, but kids I'm like, prison. boy, I was in jail. And I was joking, but I'm really thinking, like, damn, like, y'all boys in this every single day. So being in it and dealing with every day, honestly, when people hear you don't have a home gym, people hear that, it's honestly an advantage. But they don't know that we, right. like, when you say you don't have a home gym, they don't really know, like, <laughs> we really, like, yeah, we really getting it out the mud like yeah. legit. Because because you're doing all these things people talk about. They say you know get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Y'all are never comfortable. We never. Y'all never been. It's a luxury for y'all to be comfortable. Y'all will never be comfortable. So if you're dealing with a situation where you're never comfortable, now when you take that that elite eight trip to this big ass high school, you know what I mean, and the fans is in your, you know what I mean, your edit. This has been all year, cuz. And now, now y'all get to this sick ass mindset, right? And this is why, um, you know, on one episode, um, me and Locke talked about, you know, growing up being fans of Kobe, right? right. And how Kobe put us as kids, as children, as young athletes in a different mind frame, right? right. Like we get to this sick ass mindset to where you know what? I want y'all to not like me. I yeah. want y'all. So that's, that's what wild. so that's what your kids are getting now, where it's like, nah, I like this. Boo me. Please, boo. Man, I told my kids yesterday, man, like, like the conversation, I tell them, like, when, when I make them run, I mm-hmm. tell them, like, y'all hate me. Y'all mad at me right now for running. Mm-hmm. I say, voice your opinion. Say it. Mm-hmm. So I tell them, as long as they be respectful, I tell them, like, no, forget you, coach. Don't worry about it. I'm going to beat You can make me run again, coach. I tell them, like, say those things so yeah. it can fuel your team. So I tell them on the side, we play defense. And when you come to a game, this shit, like, I tell them, communicate and talk. So one of the things I implemented and told them is, if you respect the game of basketball, talking trash is still respect. So I told him, if you yelling to coach, coach, I got him, coach. He can't score, coach. Mm-hmm. I say the ref can't tee you up because you're not saying anything disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You're talking to your teammates. So what that has done for my kids, man, I told all of them, listen, we're the asshole team of Savannah. They already say we we – we we not disciplined off the court right. and and grows is grows already has a a a, a stigma of being right. a bunch of 
you know, certain kind of kids. Right. Always, always. All, always. Years and years. My dad mm-hmm. went to Grove. So yep. when I was a girl, we were saying the same. So way. I told him we're gonna embrace that. Mm-hmm. But guess what we're gonna do? I got them when they in study hall every day, getting their grades right. I got yeah. them where they gonna respect the game of basketball. But I told them like, we're gonna be assholes. If you don't come every night and put on your big boy drawers, your big boy shorts, it's gonna be a long night. Cause we yeah. going in the backyard and gonna have a whole we can have a a, a hold on. We're gonna get and, the rumbling. <laughs> and you know how I knew you know how I knew you had that on your team? I never forget, man. I don't know if you caught this. I did though. Um, that game at Woodville, um, you remember I was sitting over in the corner with, yep. uh, with KB, me and Coach yep. Brown sitting in the cut. And um, Lenny was yelling at one of his guards. And uh, his guard drove to the bucket, and um, your big was right there, and he just fumbled the ball out of bounds. And he said, can y'all, can, can y'all please tell me why y'all don't drive in the paint? And your big was like, they scared of you. <laughs> and I tapped Coach Brown. I said, you see, that's that shit. That's it right there. Them boys getting it back. Like, it's a certain swag yeah. that come with being. Because, again, you know what I mean, getting in the Groves, you know what I mean, Groves was the only school that was off in his own city. We, you know what I mean? You it's got, in the middle of the projects. You being yeah, honest, in the middle bro. of the in the middle of the project. You think about it. You got to travel to get the Groves. Everybody got to travel. Groves ain't close to nothing. Jenkins, you going around the corner to Windsor. Johnson going around the corner to the high. Like, Beach, these are 10, 15-minute drives. No, you got to pack your shit and come hey, here. But, and don't forget how girls used to be, where it's one way in, one way one out. One way in, in and one way out. Yeah. Like, listen, yeah, buddy, like, you might have the, the, the neighborhood rocking your butts outside come on, and get come you, on. you. You beat us. Yeah, like, for real. Like, one way in, one way out. And it's a certain mindset that we took. Like, you know, I remember um, – you know, when we play, I remember football, man. We used to call that shit Homicide County. There's a little a little <laughs> chant we used to do, right? And it was funny because, you know what I mean, and not provoking violence. But it was funny. You provoking violence, unprovoked. A little unprovoked, right? But it was funny because that was really our mindset. Like, yeah. no, nah, y'all got to come here. Y'all got to come see us. Like, we ain't coming in the city. It ain't pretty out here. Ain't no memorial stadium. Yeah, ain't no memorial stadium. It ain't pretty out here. Like, no, y'all got to come in the trenches. Cross them tracks. Y'all cross them tracks. Y'all got to come see us. Now, if you come see us and you beat us, cool. We going to tip our hat, call it a day. But you're going to be in for a fight. Y'all ain't gonna tip y'all head. Y'all gonna tip the bus, then tip y'all head. But they gonna tip the bus. They gonna rock the bus. You gotta go through Westgate. We ain't doing it. You gotta pass through Tragic City, all that shit. We We ain't ain't gonna do it. Yeah, we ain't gonna do that, man. We we said we shook y'all hands on the court, right? What them boys do out that parking lot. And that's what makes it so crazy. Can we leave out every game? Every every game we play this year, we're gonna be on somebody else's court. Yep. Absolutely. You know, and, and the confidence I give my kids is, man, and this isn't me, like, again, I'm not bragging. The, the region 3A is one of the toughest regions in the state of Georgia. Yep. So I'm going to always commend every school in Chatham County. But yep. if we're able to do what we what I have the confidence we can do, which is win a region championship this year, we're going to cut somebody else next down. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's the – I tell my kid, that's going to be the beauty of it. Yep. So, and I, again, I'm not saying that to say we will. You know what I'm saying? We're going to work every day to do that because, again – Beats Johnson, Windsor, you know, Southeast Bullet, Savannah Hollow, great this year. Like, you know what I'm saying? All those teams, Liberty, mm-hmm. like, every game is going to be a war. Yep. And there were some great coaches that I got relationships with. So yep. I'm not saying that to brag or nothing, but because of our situation and adversity we're seeing, yeah. the beauty of us being able to cut down somebody next, a lot of people would never say they did that. Yeah. So and let's talk to that, man. When you talk about a region, you know, right now, um, 
a lot of people that are in the know, like you know, the underground a little bit, are picking y'all to win it. You know what I mean? A lot of people who kind of know what's going on, picking y'all to win it. You know, I know looking at the Savannah News right there was top ten players. Yeah, top ten players. Top ten. Top I, ten teams in the in, yeah. the, in the in the in the surrounding areas. Uh, had two top ten players in the. Yep. Uh, only sc- number six. Yeah, only school with the top with two players in the top ten, correct? I think, I think Johnson might have had two. If Johnson, Johnson had two had as two, well. Ted and Tony. Uh, okay. Um, I think Windsor had two. Deontay Bass shot at him just committing to committing yeah, Georgetown. That's dope. That's, dope. Yeah, shot, that's big. Up. That's big. And Landy, Javante Landy, man. Um, man, being real right now, me telling you, man, uh, on paper, man, Windsor look damn good. Yeah. Like, like, like you know, not not. No discredit to anybody else, you know. They number two in the state, man. You got Deontay by six, seven, six, eight guard. Guard. Uh, Javante Landy. You got a uh, Karan, man. Marty. You got a lot of kids over there. Dante. Uh, I think Ken. Ken. Like they on paper, they're a great team, man. Got some right. great coaches in Clark and Twin over there. So, uh, you know, I think right now a lot of people are saying us, but you know, I think they're the, the clear cut favorite. Yeah. Right and yeah. then uh. You know, you can't count out Johnson with Chuck over there being the region champions. You know, you, you can't count him out. Especially them two assistants on that bench. Mason and, and Marco. I wonder, yeah. I wonder where they started at, Miles. Yeah, me too. Me too. Right, right. I'm telling them to bring their asses home. Yeah, every, time, yeah, we got, every time I see Mason and Marco, first thing I say is I need to bring our asses on home now. I be standing Come on home boys, now. Like, boy, you know what? You know, and then you got Beats, man. Simon over there with Beats, man. He got a kid, Larry Johnson, man. Uh, man Larry Johnson, oh. Dog. Probably play. Like Larry probably get paid playing basketball. Like he, he, I remember I had Larry. He was dope. Man, dog. listen, him and James, dog. man, got a kid named James, man, and uh, they got Slim, Slim, Slim back. And then uh, Savannah High got a lot of freshmen with George and Coach Jordan and Dankin them over there, man. Yeah. They probably got like ten freshmen right now. Like by yeah. they senior year, with Makai joining, man, they gonna be good. Um, and then you got us, yeah. And, and of course, I'm a two out home because I think. Next to Savannah High and Beach, I think we're just the grit and the grind and the, the nastiness of how we play is what yeah. makes us good. Uh, yeah. Our games aren't going to be pretty. I don't have a, a every night 20-point score right? because our, our focus is defense, man. So um, I think that's what's going to make this year so, so real and so – man, if you ain't at the game to see what's going on, you're going to miss it because I think every Tuesday and Friday is going to be a, a, a war. And it's going to be a real, you know, like I said, a barn fight because you got teams with different identities. And you got some coaches who not only play basketball, they know the game. So, yeah. me being honest, man, they say we're the favorite. And I, and I think we got a good chance. But, yeah. man, wins look good, man. <laughs> but. You know, I, hey man, yeah, hey, I, hey, listen, I know, man. I know. Go on and see it, man. Cross some tracks, man. Yeah, we got a, we got some see. stuff brewing, man. We hocusing, pocusing right yes, now. Yes, sir, man. man. Cooking, cooking, cooking. Got to. So, one thing I wanted to ask you, man, as a coach, yeah. how do you know? And you never really know. I don't think until you get thrown into the fire. But coming into a season, you have a little bit of an idea, right? Like, especially as a basketball coach, being around these kids as long as you have. Right. So, how do you know? What time? Well, how do you set your expectations or what kind of team you have? Like, I know what you tell your kids. Right. Your kids, you know, tell your kids you want to win every night. But realistically, in your mind, like, how do you know this is what I got? Or do you ever know? Do you ever really know what you got? Um, you, you know what you expect. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what you got because, man, these kids probably their their mentals right now are just so they so different. You never know what you're gonna get coming into a Monday from a weekend not seeing your kids. Um, so I, you, you, I never know what I really got, but I know what I expect from them. 
So me, um, I set those expectations high um, early, preseason. Yeah. When we're not touching the basketball. Mm-hmm. We, we cross-country running. We running five miles. We in a, in, 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 you know, 90-degree weather running running sprints on a football field. And, and I tell them, this is when you win games in August, you know, September, mm-hmm. when you're not touching the basketball. Yeah. You're not able to get shots up with coach. You got to go do it on your own. Mm-hmm. So that shows what I can expect because being honest, a lot of guys, it's not mandatory. Yeah. You know, I can't make you run cross country. Yes, I say cross country is a part of basketball conditioning. Yes, I say you got to play a fall sport, but I can't make them kids do it. So right. you got kids who don't come out until right. October 25th. Yeah, And a lot of time when they come out October 25th, you automatically see like who's been working and who's been playing. So um again, that's one thing I've always been able to to come into a season is in August and September, knowing what I got. Right. When the ball starts, one thing I, if you a hooper, you a hooper. Right, right, right. So one thing if you hooping, you're gonna hoop regardless of coach making it matter. So you're gonna go to the Y. Yeah. You're gonna do that. So yeah. My expectations is always going to be high. Right. And what I expect, and it's up to you to reach that expectation. I'm not going to lower my standards and my expectation for a kid. You know what I'm saying? Do you do you ever reset? Do you ever see a situation where maybe we ain't got it and maybe I need to drop it? Or do, does that standard remain your standard? Man, expectations, expectations. One thing. It's a good defense answer. Defense ain't never going to change. Good answer. It's, awesome. it's, it's, it's never going to change. So if I don't have a team that's as good as a team mm-hmm. offensively, I know I'm going to say you might not be able to score the ball, yeah. but you're going to play some defense. Yeah. And if we playing defense, anybody can play defense. That's fact. You might be can't shoot the ball with your right hand, lay the ball with your left hand, but you're going to be able to slide them feet and get your ass down. Move the defense them damn puppies. Move, move them, them damn puppies. And box out. Yes, so, sir. Nah. Effort. Effort. And actually, that was a trick question. I was hoping you were going to say that. Man, yes, one thing, yeah. man, you you make adjustments. Want that personnel. You know your personnel. Yep. You know you ain't got no 30-point scores. Then you're not going to run offenses for a 30-point score to come off no stagger That's cut screen and no no down screen into a cross screen. You ain't doing none of that. Easy buckets. <laughs> we we going to press. We going to press. <laughs> we going to press, press, press and get wide open layups. 16, 20 points all yeah, turnovers. There you go. So we going to shoot so, free throws. We going to get it like that. There you go. So, you know, I think, and, and, and again, that's, that's that's what it is when you when you coaching, making adjustment by your personnel, and I think adjustments isn't just game day and game week adjustments. Adjustments start in October twenty fifth, September the first, August the eighth. When you first start seeing kids, you start thinking like, okay, this this the kids that want to play basketball that's coming to cross country workouts. Mm-hmm. If I see that, okay, this kid can't play basketball, guess what? He got to play some defense though. Yeah. So. Dope, dope, dope. Um, dope. Let's get into some music, man. Some more music. Play something, man. Play something. Play something. I can, I can dance to it. Dougie to it. Something. Nah, I was just playing. Jk, you start dugging here. Not like you don't be on your couch. Doing here, what? Uh, doing what? Doing TikToks. One last time you see me TikTok. You never seen me tick nor <laughs> talk. Doing the, you be in here doing man, the. Uh, see, this be the, the bullshit. bullshit. You be in here doing the Rick James on my own couch. <laughs> on my couch? No, nigga, I paid for this couch. Oh, this is a nice couch. Yeah, this is my couch. <laughs> sleep on this motherfucker. I ain't jumping on this couch. Hey man, it be some good sleep on this couch too, man. Yeah, I, nigga, you love to come sleep on my guy. Hey man, man, it be the it be the mimosas and the salmon croquettes. Man, listen. Hey, bro, it be 
Play some these, music, Miles. One of these days. One of these days. Why? Okay. I got you. Play some music, man. So I'll be tamed up the play. You know what I'm saying? You got a little bro in it, man. We, you know, it's a different see, vibe. This, this I know a, everybody you know how it's a different vibe when this I'm be, This be a typical shit, man. See, this is why. This this is this why forever, man. I'm sitting nigga on my goddamn nerves, man. People don't be understanding. Like, man, Kev can't be that bad, man. Nah, the nigga's worse. Yeah, I'm horrible. Not nigga really is. Honestly, man, yeah, nigga really yeah. is awful, man. But every now and then I send him a text, man. Say, bit, bro, I appreciate you. Yeah, and I'd be like, nigga, fuck you. You, you know, do. He sent me them texts after he pissed me off. That be the thing. Nah, cause the last one you sent, you ain't did nothing. Right. You ain't See, done nothing. Come on, man. not That's tighten right. up. Yeah, all right, man. So we get in the key glock, man. Fly as hot as cool. Fly as high as cool as smoothest. You want to be young so bad. I do, I do. It's about key glock. It's about key glock, Miles. Hey, y'all know the fly as high as cool as smoothest. Y'all niggas doing this shit, bro. Hey. Same look, nigga, big pistol in the field, blow like a whistle. Deal a go, get a boy, you just a broke, nigga. Finger on the trigger, shine your head with the four, nigga. Money getting bigger, diamonds blizzard, make you shiver. Very, very cold, oh, my hands is getting froze, yeah, and my pockets swole, Very, very swole, yeah, bitch, I got that low, yeah, everybody know. That on my bro, never yeah. ever let a nigga or a hoe come between my dough. No, stank it, flip it, get it, get it, nigga, get yeah. some more. I got uh, it. Smoking dough, say dough, goddamn, bout the whole dough, just stove. Blowing out the boat, horns in my condo. Yeah, red, yellow hoe, and her ass jump boat. They call me Commando, nasty nice fans run dope. Need my cash pronto, white hoe fans cold coat. Bitch, don't need bitch, no trash, bitch, yeah. Hold up, bag, bag, bitch, yeah, I got racks, racks, bitch, 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 bitch,
Oh, it's my green bean casserole. <laughs> I didn't make green bean casserole. That's my, my little Caucasian, uh, Ooh, my Caucasian friend. That's disgusting. No, that shit slaps, guys. I'm <laughs> telling you, green bean casserole. Let me tell hey, you something. Listen, man. Let me tell you something. Make you some green bean casserole, man. Oh, and, and, if she, man. and if she love you, she put a little onion crisp in that thing. Ooh. Man, he said green bean casserole. Man, don't talk to me crazy if you eat chitlins. How you know you chitlins? I'm saying you come off of me as a chitlins type. Sam, little chicken with some hot sauce and rice. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You ain't eating booty noodles and you talking to me about green bean casserole? I ain't gonna ask you. I wanted to ask because it's, you know. That's not the point. SCCPSS. But do you? You know, do you? But that, not that. I'm saying, though. You know what you eating? But what's the difference between that and that? I enjoy that. That one looks a lot better than that. One is cooked. Well, go find one in the wild and eat that one. Then. That's different. Because I mean, you still this gotta one wash it. That no, don't. No, that might not be washed. And it. I'm not in. No, it's washed. Believe that. Not every time. Shit. Every time. Okay. If I'm gonna do it as wash. <laughs> you ain't gotta do it every time. You make it like a little, a little, a little. Okay. Yeah, like Christmas gift. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, once a month. So you ain't ain't never. Ain't never. Never said never. Okay. I'm just making sure. I just wanted to be understood that but it's still that not. ain't always washed, but them chitlins wash. Every hey, time. If you enjoy eating booty noodles, man, eat them booty noodles, guys. If you just don't just you don't you don't you gotta put hot sauce and rice with it. If you don't discri- if you don't discriminate on what kind of ash, ooh shit. Okay, no. Okay, Nolan. Okay. Ooh. Sorry, y'all. Okay. Yeah, okay. Sorry. Okay, no land worn out there, boy. Okay. No, no, I'm sick of that shit. I'm tired of it. Sick of it. Sick and tired of being sick and tired. What no one tears ass up? We came out the corner with it too. Ooh, no. Ooh. Yakum. Come here, son. Come here, son. Let me talk. Hey to man, you. don't get out the subject though, man. Shout out to Nolan. That's a man, that, that's a Pope baby day, but uh I'm editing all that out. Shut up. <laughs> Not the booty noodle part. <laughs> we're gonna talk about the booty noodle, because you nasty. You, you filthy. I know you trying to take it and you filthy. Hey man. man. Okay. Hey man, if you enjoy your booty, man, hey, that's what drive him crazy. That's what drive him crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. All right. Uh, so um uh let's tap into man um something that uh this year's been prevalent, right? It's been hard dealing with this man. Um a lot of death in the city, right? Yeah, so. Um in, in in Savannah, man, that's been Savannah. Yeah. From the job, I mean, we lose a lot of legends, um, a lot of legends. That's why it's, it's a blessing to make it to just you know twenty five years old, twenty one years old, yeah. you know. And that's why you know in Savannah, a lot of milestones are are, are celebrated young, right? Twenty, right. you know, eighteen years old is a milestone. Twenty one is a milestone. Twenty five, thirty, like these are milestones because we don't always see it happen, man. Um, so you know, we lost a whole, we lost a good bit of folks just this year alone. You know, what I mean, shout out to King, you know, shout out to um. You know, everybody that we lost, you know, this year. But for you, um, you've dealt with this. And, and I, I really want to kind of keep going back to the comparison and the contrast between a player and a coach. So as a player, me and you spoke before, man, about you losing. I'm in no span <clears throat> and a few other people, you know, you lost um, as during your season as a player. Right. Right. And then as a coach, you know what I mean, uh, you know, rail – you know, this in season, yeah. and hell, you went to practice after you know I me. Mean? If you find you know I me, mean? you find yeah. out you going straight to practice. Yeah. Um, 
you know what I mean? I think, you know, when Keenan passed, you know, that was out of season, but still was a... Working out, doing yes, some workouts, yeah. Yeah, still yeah. something you're dealing with. So, what's the difference in dealing with it? How do you care? Because, obviously, as a player, you have a lot more, um, for lack of a better term, leeway to right. be, to, to deal with your emotions outwardly, right? And show them. Whereas yeah. a coach, you really have to, you're almost like a parent, right? You know, and, you know, I think the perfect example of it is, you know, if you lose, when you lose a grandparent, you know, your parents feeling the way they feel because they lost their parent, but they also got to kind of try to hold yeah, it together yeah. for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So what does that look like as a coach? Man, um, when I lost friends and family members during the season, mm-hmm. it was like a fuel. It was always a fuel of you got to go play hard for them. You got to get on the court and you got to make sure you give it everything you got for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one thing, and uh, but as a coach, when you lose a, a friend, like like I said, Jarrell's situation, you know, I had to walk in that gym and kind of put my emotions behind the hat, you know, it's behind the mm-hmm. mask. Um, being as a, as a childhood homeboy, you know, right. And um, as a coach, you kind of use your situations as teaching points. So even though I was emotional, you know, and I got to practice, you know, I told my guys, hey. You know, I lost a, a great friend. I've been knowing since I was a kid, and uh, you can't take life for for for, for granted. You know, you mm-hmm. gotta take advantage every day. So, right, that's one of the things I I try to instill in them that, you know, when you stand next to your teammates in this circle, don't think that tomorrow that won't change. Mm-hmm. You know, don't think that you can't lose one of your brothers tragically, and the next day you're not standing next to that person. So. As a coach, you kind of just try to use those situations as, again, lessons. But you try to not hold on to them. Right. Because you know, you're an adult now, and uh, it be it hurt, of course. Um, I lost Keenan a couple months ago, and uh, mm-hmm. Keenan was probably another big brother that I didn't talk to as much as you. Right. But anytime I talked to him, he always gave me some type of, of words of encouragement, advice. He always, we had conversations, so... And being that we had just saw him, you know, me and you together, um, all I could do, I cried, but all I could do was remember what he used to tell me and what he he always made sure I understood. Mm-hmm. If you smell good, <laughs> women gonna come. That's a fact. That's a so, fact, man. I make sure every day when they come to Keenan, man, I, yeah. I make sure I smell good. Like, yeah, man, got to with, with Keenan. So, yeah, for sure, man. So I definitely think, man, as a player, it's always it's 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 honestly it's a little easier when you're dealing with death as a player. Yeah. Because if you if you have a bad game as a player because you lost somebody, the excuse is gonna be I lost somebody. You're dealing with somebody, he lost somebody. Mm-hmm. As a coach, right now, that loss ain't nobody gonna say, well, he just went to a funeral. Right. They gonna nobody, say, well, should yeah. can't work. Exactly. Nobody. So, yeah. That's the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, and shout out to King, man. One thing I'm, I'm definitely going to miss about, about little brother is going to be seeing him downtown. Seeing him anywhere, man. And, you know what I mean? Daff him up. And, bro, oh, how much cologne you sprayed yeah. on yourself, yeah. man? You see, me and me and little bro, it's the same with the cologne. 
Well, what you got on now, nah, cuz? What you got on? I ain't telling you. No, you tell me. I asked you first. <laughs> like, hold on now. Like, what you got now, nah, cuz? I'm not telling you because every time I tell you what I got on, the next time I see you, you wearing it. So, nah, cuz, I'm <laughs> not telling you. He the reason <laughs> I work alone. Keep yeah, butt man. With you. Yeah, bro. Always, 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 man. Yeah. Kept that, man. So, um, his death affected a lot of folks, man. A lot right, of folks. Right. So, um, one, th- one other thing that you talked about uh, was, you know, how close you are. Uh, with a lot of other coaches that you're competing against, right? Yeah. You know, obviously you got the high, you got George and Dank at the high. Um, you know what I mean? You also, you got Simon out of Beach. You know what I mean? You got guys all over the city. So, and, and you know, and also coaching against people who you played for, with Mason and Marco out of Johnson. You know what I'm saying? So, how is that balance? Like, how do you keep that? Because I know me. And, you know, I, you know, I, I, I was a little crazy as a competitor, right? So I'm, if you picture me as a, as a, as a player, I'm more of that, that Russell Westbrook type. Like, right. bro, get the fuck out of my face. Right. I don't care. I know you. I don't care. I know your mama. Get right. the fuck out of my face. I don't want to talk to you. Cause. Right. Right. Like, I'm on that line, that mindset, but I've seen you interact with other coaches and it's a lot, you know what I mean? It's a lot more friendly. You can see the, you know what I mean? I've heard the talk. Back and forth, and you kind of get the spice, you know. What I mean? It's a little spicy, <laughs> a little zesty, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's still it's in love. But it's like, all right, now nah. I ain't gonna keep letting. Yeah, man, um, man, that's crazy you say that because I actually work with one of the coaches I got a coach against, and I okay. actually see him like every day at work. Yeah. Um, if you're from Savannah, and it might be other places, but just speaking on Savannah, mm-hmm. basketball in Savannah is a fraternity, yeah, it's a family. Um you don't have a lot of people that don't like each other compared to folks that do like each other. So we all got the same common goal. We want to get our kids out of Savannah. Right. So when that's your goal, man, the, the conversation and the relationships you build is usually a lot of times, man, me and Simon, when we ride each other, we don't talk basketball. You know, right. we, we talk about other things, man. Uh, Chuck at Johnson, we don't talk basketball. Yeah. Uh, me and George, we don't talk basketball. We talk about things in life, you know. One Chuck being older than than me, I kind of taught him. I, I look at him like an uncle. Yeah. And so I, I taught him about you know life things. Me and George and Simon being the same, you know, around the same age, we kind of talk about maneuvering through you know life right now because we we young African American males, so yeah. we kind of got to keep you know keep keep hold each other accountable. So um, the relationships I built, man, it's got friendships. And uh, one thing you've taught me, I've heard numerous times is. You want to kind of kick it with the same people that's doing the same thing or vibing with you a certain way. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. who I used to kick with, who I was around before, you know, not saying the love changed, not saying it's, I don't want to be around them, but mm-hmm. we on two different paths. Right. And because right, right. we're on two different paths, what I do with you can affect me and what I'm doing. That's a fact. So um, that's why I think I kind of have grown to really build relationships with coaches, you know, ADs, you know, teachers. Because I try to kick with people that are doing the same thing I'm doing. Right. But of course, if if I'm doing something wrong or you doing something wrong, because we have, you know, certificates, because we have, you know, professions in the public, yeah. I'm gonna hold you accountable. Like, hey bro, you don't need to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, you can attest to that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, I'm leaving at this time, Kev. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gone. So um You gotta know when to I've definitely built some relationships, man, you know. And you also learn people with these relationships. You learn people tendencies, you learn people who really ain't you know in better, you know, better terms. Might not mess with you how you think they mess with you. Oh yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So yeah. that's 
I'm learning that every day. Don't get to that point, man, where the handshakes don't always match the smiles. There you go. Different, so you kind of, or or the handshake and the smile ain't there. The handshake and you mm-hmm. looking away. Yeah, that, that's, so, that's, that's it. That's so it. So seeing that, you know, yeah, and I think, man, this is one of them years because, you know, uh, a lot of people say, "Oh, Kevin, think he gonna run the city and A, B, C, D, E, yep. F, G." And it's like I don't, I don't say that. Yeah, you think that yeah. you you believe that yourself. Like yeah. that ain't got nothing to do with with me. That ain't a me thing. Yeah, that's that's something I talked to you about earlier, right? I talked about you know people project certain things on you. They project their feelings on you, so they're not telling you what you think because they can't. They don't know what you think, but they telling you if they were in your position, this is what they would think. Right. So they would think, man, shit, I'm the man around this motherfucker. Nah, you got to see me. My team, you know what I mean? We up now. We know what you did. Right. You know what I mean? We know what it used to look like. We remember y'all running the score up. We remember all, you know what I mean? Remember the dancing on the set. We remember all this y'all used to do. Right. But in reality, don't none of that matter. At all. That's At not, all. remembering that not going to get you no win. It's going to make you bitter. Right. Right. You can't be a champion being bitter. You can't win in life. Just in general, being bitter. You know what I mean? And this is that mindset. You right. know, again, it's one thing me, I always talk to you about. You know what I mean? Just mindset. How do you approach it? Right. Because it's going to be there, right? Um, you know, side of Roche, you know, we talked about this uh, last episode where, you know, he talked about, you know, his wings. I talked about the content of the podcast. Like, bro, like, if that's there, if your content's there, if your product is there, that's that's the easy part. But the mindset I'm carrying with this, right? right? It's, you know, go back to the whole adage, right? You know, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. You could be the most, we we know, we know niggas that was nice, never grinded. We won't put that real work in. You know what I mean? I know plenty, you know what I mean, that, yeah, you was cold, but you know why you ain't took that next step? You scared of that weight room. That's, that's us winning the state championship my junior year. That's it. Not saying we didn't grind, but, man, them boys can attest, man. We ain't, me being a young guy on that team, Man, we should have won the state championship easy. Yeah, I mean, we lost to a team who who sort of who tallest player was six four six three. Mm-hmm. I played with two six nines and a six five six yep. six. Um, so that's really, you know, what I'm saying that 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 kind of I talk about that time all the time. My kids walk in my office and they see the picture. Yeah, like coach, y'all was like that, and I'm like, yeah, we was like that, but I still tell them we ain't got nothing to show for it but a picture right. and, and a couple of opinions that people make about us. That's it. And I tell them, like, you don't want to be like that, man. But shout out to Roche, man. Listen, the limp, man, hey, wing it, the honey, lemon, pepper, cauliflower, <laughs> man. I'm going to promote my mans, man. The, the honey, lemon, pepper, cauliflower is be smacking. Different, man. It be smacking. Different, man. Different, <laughs> different. Yeah. Uh, nah, for sure, for sure, man. Shout out to Roche. Um, but, yeah, so, like I said, it's, it's real... It, to me, it's interesting, man. You know, I'm keep going back to mindset, but just seeing you and me knowing you and watching you maneuver and, and shake through certain situations that you're dealing with, man. Um, you know, I mean, you also got a, a young daughter, right? That you're trying to, well, a grown woman that you're trying to raise. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's, She's doing a photo shoot for her birthday right now. Yeah, see what I'm saying? So, um, <laughs> right, uh, right as we speak. Uh, so, you know what I mean? With that in mind, I know coaching takes a lot of time away from your family. A lot of time away from family. A lot of times you see your family most when they come to your game. That's, you know, you're seeing folks because you you at practice, you grinding. I mean, you at work. You know what I mean? When you were shit, you, like, hell, you work about three, four, five you know, jobs. You know what I mean? So how does that affect you? How do you find that balance? Have you found that balance? As honestly, 
being transparent, that's that's probably one of my struggles right now. Yeah. With with, with my mental mm-hmm. is it, it, trying to find a balance and try to kind of keep my head afloat sometimes because I don't get to see my daughter. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, like, and when I, I see her, I get to, you know, talk to her all the time, but I don't get those days I'm doing homework with her. Mm-hmm. I'm not able to sit with her and, and do a, a watch her write her name. Like, do we have conversations and talk about what she did for a day? FaceTime mm-hmm. every day. We talk every day as far as FaceTime, but that physical hug and that physical you no know, kiss on the cheek and that physical, you know, when daddy holding you, I don't I don't get a lot of those opportunities, man. And uh yeah. it always go to coaching. That's one of the things I tell my guys, like, I'm with y'all more than with my own child. Right. And, you know, this is the most pivotal time. My daughter turned four next Monday. Yeah. So um, that's probably, honestly, and I don't tell people a lot. You know, I don't, you know. Yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, that's one of the main things I deal with when it comes to being in my head. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes I always ask myself, is what I'm doing worth it? Right. Because I'm not getting to be a, 100% dad to my daughter mm-hmm. every day like I would want to. Right. But it's sometimes I think back and, and I tell myself it's about sacrificing. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So I have told myself like my daughter gonna come to practice. My daughter gonna be in the gym with me. Even if it's yeah. a couple hours just having her in there with me and she sees what daddy is doing. Yeah. You know, eight years from now when she's 12 years old she may respect it a little more. She right. May, she may understand it a little more. Right now she's not gonna understand it because when she's in the gym with daddy at four or five, six years old Yeah. She running around with me. You know, she's yeah. not she's not knowing daddy working. Yeah. But now at 12, 13, and I said, hey, hey, Nala, I'm at practice. Once I leave practice, what you want to eat or something like that? Right. She's going to remember running around in the gym, and she's going to say, which I hope she loves basketball, so she's going to be <laughs> in the gym with me. But if not, she's going to say, well, daddy, when you leave practice, I want yeah. Ruth Chris. Yeah. Because that's what she's going to eat. The girl eat crab legs and lobster and salmon not. Yeah, so it's a fact. Um, Bougie ass. Finding a balance in, in, in anything and uh, relationships probably have been one of my struggles because of yeah. my schedule and my time. Because sometimes I do, sometimes I do put my guys in basketball first. Right, like, right, right. God, honest truth. You know, yeah. Sometimes I do put making money first. Right. And um, everybody doesn't always take that. You know, everybody yeah. doesn't understand what you're doing. But sometimes they don't understand it because I'm not explaining them that. Yeah. I can't expect them to understand I'm in the gym in the school 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. on nights. And they, they don't understand what I'm doing. They think I'm just in the gym coaching basketball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not knowing I got to feed four or five kids. Yeah. I got to take three, four kids home on three different sides of town. I got to make sure this kid's uh, homework is done. He got a laptop for school and a charger. Yeah. I got to make sure he got a uniform shirt. Like, people don't understand that. So, um, I battle with that. Like, yeah. That's probably one of my biggest struggles as a coach. Yeah, and, and you know, um, Kirby uh, Smart actually had a, a quote this week when he talked about recruiting, and he talked about how, you know, in recruiting he spends so much time away from his family to spend time with other guys' families to get them to come to Georgia. And he talked about the sacrifice his family has had to make you know what I mean, and understanding that. And you see it across the board. You see it with coaches. Um, you see it with players. I mean, we know guys in the league. We know guys overseas. And, you know, you you see a family, 
you know, once, twice, you know what I mean? You, you don't see him often. You know, hell, my, uh, you know, my brother, he's an army. Right. You know what I mean? I see my brother maybe twice. I see my brother more this year in in a year span. So in 2021, I see my brother more this year than I have probably the last three years combined. Right. And I see my brother three times this year. Right. So when you look at it, it's like it, it is that sacrifice and the family has to be willing to to make that sacrifice was real important, um, you know, in dealing in relationships um, and, and just that communication being right. there, like, yo, this is what I have going on. Right. Because, you know, you're right. And, and you know, you, you're coaching, you know, and me, you know, working in athletics. It's hard. It's because the hours are so long that it's almost unbelievable that it really takes that. And like, nah, like, listen, bro, like I had to get there at seven o'clock. Cause if I didn't get there at seven I, and I get there at eight, that's an hour I'm missing that I really need it. And in my situation, man, I, if I got to be to school at 7 o'clock and I get there at 8, yeah. man, the school might be burnt down because I got first block class. There you go. You know what so, I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? Cha- it changed relationships, man. Yeah. Not to cut you off, it changed relationships because, you know, my closest friends and homeboys, they might have to be to work till 12 or they they mm-hmm. might work, they, you know, have their own stuff. So, yeah. They on a on a Sunday, they want to watch football and, yeah. you know what I'm saying, sit at the bar, relax and chill and, and responsible me has to be like, I got to get up at 5, 5.30. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go because if I miss, if I'm if I'm late, you know what I'm saying? That's a class. Like, yeah. So, man, life, man, life is just showing me about sacrificing and growth, man. Um, and it's crazy. I, I wasn't always who I am now. I'm still growing because I'm still, you know, I'm still making mistakes. I'm still, I'm still learning. Right. But I've just learned that life is about growth and progression. You figure what you, you learn, what you did wrong, you grow from it, and you progress. Absolutely, you don't. do different. So um, you can't hold on to it. Just let it go. Coaching wise, man, I, I a lot of times I don't try to talk to my kids about basketball mm-hmm. unless we're in basketball practice. Yeah, because again, they dealing with so much, and I, I sometimes even me and you talk. Bro, I don't want to talk about basketball today, bro, because right. every day I'm going to talk about basketball. I'm going to do something basketball. So a lot of times when I have conversations with my homeboys, mom, dad, people, sometimes I I look for the conversation of, Kevin, how was your day? What's the goal you got set other than basketball? Right. How do you feel? Where your head at? You know right. what I'm saying? Those be the conversations I have. And um, like with you, working yeah. for the county, you know, a lot of times you don't want to talk about work at the work, you know. Right. Ask me how I'm doing, you know what right. I'm saying? I think a lot of times you find out, man, some people can't converse with you and talk to you because all they know is one that's specific it. thing about you. That's so it. that's one way relationships change because once you start putting people in situations where they can't talk to you about something they're comfortable with yeah. or they can't benefit you. Because that's not what you own. Mm-hmm. Relationships change, and um, I'm seeing that. Like, if 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 I don't get you a ticket to get in the game, or if I ain't answering the phone for you to come get in the game, yeah, am I gonna hit them calls? Right. Am I gonna get them calls if you ask for a t-shirt or? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at look at professional athletes and all these different people, man. Yeah. The circles change because you only calling me because I got a game in Atlanta. Right. You're trying to get tickets to the game. Mm-hmm. 
But I, I won't get a call on a Wednesday because it's Wednesday. Like, hey, bro, you're right. straight. Like, folks don't do that, man. I'm just mm-hmm. really learning, like, folks don't don't do that. So one thing I stopped doing, I stopped calling. I stopped yeah. calling and reaching out to folks. And I stopped doing that because I stopped realizing when you stop calling, the phone stopped ringing. Yeah. So that's one of the biggest things I've learned in this time, you know, not being around a lot of people. Yeah. And it's one thing that comes with it, man, is, you know, as sad as it is, say you will, at some point, you transition from just being a friend, just being a family member, um, to being a resource, right? This is something I can tap into for X, Y, and Z. You know, if I, like you said, if I need a ticket for the game, oh, you know what I mean? In your situation, oh, shit, Groves in the region championship, they playing Johnson's biggest game tonight. Oh, I can't go buy a ticket? Let me call Kev real quick. You can call Kev all year. Haven't heard from you all year. Now here you go. And the thing is, it's funny because when those aunts and I deal with it now, you know what I mean? We deal with it every Friday. Every, every Friday, you know, and, and, and before, and see, you out there Friday. <laughs> I'm dealing with it Monday through, yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you out there Friday, but I'm dealing with it all week. And if you can't do that, you know what I mean? How many, you know, how long until it becomes, man, that nigga phony, man. That nigga fake. That nigga this, that nigga that. Nigga done, he done got this job. Yeah. Now that nigga ain't showing love, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Now that nigga yeah. that, man. Nigga, he, he, you know he could do it. The texts I get, yeah. you know what I mean, from folks who kids are playing right now, yeah. the folks who's coaching right now. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling bro, look, I can do what I can do for you, but I'm telling you now. I, and the funny part is, you know me. I'll walk you through it. I'm like, bro, this is what I need you to do. For me to give you that, I need you to do X, Y, and Z. If you could do that, I can make it happen for right. you. And they won't do that. They won't. You know what I mean? But then when it doesn't happen, I'm the enemy. I'm the problem. You know what I mean? It's me being phony. I'm brand new. I'm this, I'm that, I'm the third. So right. I say all that to say, man, um, you know, it kind of comes with the territory. Um, and that's why it's important to really weed out what's for you and what's not. Um, actually, one of the things that I had to, uh, to talk to you about um, is, you know what I mean, Big brothers and mentors, you know what I mean, and their influence. And also, you know, we spoke about at the games, folks walking up saying you should this, you should did this, you should did that. Um, how do you determine who you should listen to? How do you know, you know, because again, you, I, and I know I've been there. I've been standing next to you at the end of a game. You know what I mean? And again, folks just walking up, man, hey, hey, we should did this, should did that. Especially with you being a younger guy, they feel like, they don't see you as a as as necessarily a uh, a grown man yet, right. so they feel like they you know they're coming telling you shit. They ain't telling Coach J. Yeah, they ain't yeah. doing that to him. They ain't doing that to Chuck. They looking at them as a you know what I mean as a grown man and seeing you. They weren't doing that to Picard, but now they coming to you telling yeah. you what you should be doing. Man, you know what's crazy, and you know this. Yeah, I'm I'm a hard headed MF. Yes, yeah, I could be standing there and you could be talking to me. Yeah. And I could legit be looking in your face going, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Right. And I ain't heard shit you just said. Right. So that's kind of how I am now. Like, yeah. first of all, if you coming to me telling me what I could have did, and you haven't been in practices, you haven't been this place and that place, Yep. maybe it's the reason I didn't do that. Mm-hmm. You, you saying, oh, man, why you ain't pressing? Maybe I got two guards out. Or maybe. why you ain't so, so me, man... I, I really, I take in everything somebody says. It's whether I want to comprehend and I really want to like, like really hear what they saying. Right. I can listen to you and not hear nothing you saying for real. Right. Um. So that's one thing I've always dealt with. Cause I mean, everybody, 
again, it's like the, it's like the friend and resources because everybody know me because they they feel like Kevin gonna listen to me. Everybody gonna say something. But one thing I learned is the same thing they say to me. Yeah, they don't went and told somebody else. Man, I told Kev he should have did this because if he would have did this, they would have did mm-hmm. this. And that's when the conversation, you know what I'm saying? That's when you start finding out, like, oh, so you really ain't, you know what I'm saying? You you rocking with me, but you ain't really rocking with me. Right. You rock right. with me when you see me. Right. And that's why I, I have conversations, but a lot of times, man, I've learned just smile, dap, yo, yo, what's up? You good? Like, yeah. And go on about it. Like, yeah. I ain't got to keep talking to you because, again, a lot of these people, man, It'd be a conversation right then for them to go have another conversation with somebody else. It's gonna be a part of something. There you go. You know, like, they yeah. want to be able to say, "Well, I told Kevin run a run a run a one 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 two. Mm-hmm. I, I told Kevin do that. He ain't, he ain't listen. Right. You know what I'm saying? And when you hear that, and when somebody else brings it back to you, yeah, I'm not a confrontational person. I'm 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 not one of the people who would want to go and tell what somebody told me that you said. Right. But in the back of my mind, I do remember like. Man, you the one that's yeah, motherfucker. You the one that said let such and such shoot the ball or some shit like that. Because like I said, basketball and church, yeah, it's two places where everybody opinion matter. Yeah, like everybody can be a preacher, everybody yep. can be a basketball coach. Yep. So with that, man, I work. I don't work in both of them. Like, I, <laughs> so yeah. So uh, it, you know, you you you, it come with it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I, man, half the time, bro, I'd be listening to you for a bit, bro, and I do what I do to you sometimes. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Business, yeah. So. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, um, so finally, man, wrapping. Um, ultimate goals, man. As a coach, I know your season goals. Uh, we talked about them this season. Um, but what are your ultimate goals? Um, as a head coach, what's your end game? Man, I want to see every scene that every play for me. Yeah. Earn a scholarship, go get go, go, the, the earn a college degree. That's dope. That's dope. Like man, all the championships, all the wins, that's good. You know, yeah. I want to be like Sharon White and have eight rings. Right. But if every year I got a hundred percent graduation rate and going to the next level, and not just basketball, right? But a hundred percent, my kids go to the next level and have a chance to see a college campus and be a part of a college campus. Right. I won. Yeah. Because most definitely, man, one thing Coach Coach Bowen taught me at South Georgia State, you know, Waycross, Majuco, he said, uh, if you win, you graduate, you'll go to the next level. Yep. So, um, and that's one thing I took I took in, man, you know, as a coach. If all my kids are going to play college ball, all my kids are going to college, I did my job. Because, I mean, you got coaches who are going to win all these damn games. Yeah, look good on paper. Yeah, look good. But then you go to look at the Where end goal is like, bro. Yeah. And none of these kids playing at the next level. So me, man, my man, every kid I ever coach, man, I want them to get the opportunity to play college ball or go to college and see see something other than Savannah. Not saying there's nothing wrong with Savannah State. Right. But. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um and actually, you know, why she's not she said there's one more thing I wanted to get with you on. Um in Savannah, there's a stigma of if you're currently in Savannah. Somehow you ain't moving, you ain't shaking, you ain't, you ain't making nothing happen. Um, that's something I talked to Roche about uh, last episode. Uh, what we kind of talked about, he had a hashtag he started, which was New Savannah, right? Right. And it was kind of, you know, that that generation of of us who, who are still in the city, 
you know what I mean, and making a difference and moving things forward that previous generations didn't do. You know, the previous generations that we dealt with right. didn't do. So now here we are pushing the culture of Savannah forward. You know what I mean? So what does that mean to you? Is that something that means something to you? Is it, you know, is it a situation where, yo, this is where you are, you're making the best of it while you're here? Or is it something that you're kind of, you know, something that you have put in your back of my mind, in the back of your mind that I do want to push this forward? Uh, I mean, Savannah going to be Savannah today, yeah. tomorrow, next year. Right. Atlanta going to be Atlanta today, tomorrow, next year. Yeah. Running to Atlanta, running to Charlotte, running to Jacksonville, running to Miami, running to wherever you're running at. Yep. Trying to get away from a problem does not necessarily get rid of the problem. It's going to follow you. It just gets rid of the problem in that particular location at that moment. Mm -hmm. It's still following, man. Um, Savannah is my city. I love Savannah. Savannah showed me a lot of love, and I think that's what makes me do what I do for Savannah and go as hard as I do because... Like you can get anywhere from Savannah, man. It ain't, right. it ain't nothing wrong with Savannah. Yeah. Like people say, man, Savannah got this. And people getting killed. Man, folks getting killed everywhere. Yeah, like, everywhere. We got Eight. millionaires in Savannah. So you telling me, but I don't know no millionaires in Savannah because you don't know no millionaires in Savannah. Meaning it ain't nothing here. I mean, you in the wrong circles, right? So, so me, man, I, I think being here is not. I'm here for the moment. Is is being here is where I'm supposed to be at right now. God willing, if I'm supposed to be in another place for another opportunity that can help me grow and be a better man, then hey, decisions get made. Absolutely. At this very moment, November the sixth, man, I'm where I'm supposed to be at. So I gotta make the best of right now today. Because tomorrow, who would say, you know, I, I I get it. I don't get tomorrow. So I gotta be the best Kevin I can right now. Absolutely, man. That's dope. That's dope. So, um, I think that's a good point to end off on, man. So, uh, once again, man, um, I appreciate you coming out, brother. So have you on. We talked about having you on for for a little bit, so, man. man. I love uh, it wasn't as ignorant as as, as we thought it'd be. Could have been. See, we could be. We could be. We could be civil. Look, be when he hit look. The, when he hit this red button and it ain't recording when it gonna get ignorant. Hey man, what happens off mic is off mic. <laughs> what I do it's in my time. <laughs> goddamn button. Goddamn button. Yeah, man. So um, you know, you got anything you wanna leave anybody with? Anything you gotta say leave the people with? Man, no, nah, man. Just you know, twenty-eight. I like long walks in the park. What's the sign? You should sign. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. Okay. Okay. You feel me? You know, birthday coming up, man. Anybody? Yeah. You know, holla at, at your boy. All right. See, that's, that wasn't what I was going for. But... Oh, no, no. What you want me to say? Oh, no, you good. You good. You good. You good. What, 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 what did he say? Russell Simmons say? What did he say? Be blessed or whatever. He said he in the uh, in the tub. Man, listen. Oh, uh, we ain't going to talk about Russell Simmons. You know? I'll get to that. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, cut that part out. <laughs> yeah, nah. We'll leave it. We're going to leave all that in. What hey, man. Listen, man. Just, hey, man. Be a better you today. Don't focus on tomorrow. If I got to say anything. There you go, man. So, uh, once again, man, it's episode 38. Uh, we appreciate y'all, man. Appreciate everybody listening to us for the first time. Um, again, thank you to everybody that might be listening to us for the last time, man. Appreciate y'all while y'all is here. Uh, once again, you fuck with us, fuck with us. If you don't... Don't you worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. And that's a fact. Uh, so, <laughs> like that shit, don't you? You funny ass nigga. That nigga's ignorant, man. That nigga's ignorant, man. But Pearly told them niggas, man. Fuck them. 
That's my, my, you know what? That's one thing my daddy always told me, man. You know what he said? He said, "Fuck him." See your daddy, I said ha. Um, but yeah, man, once again, man, it's episode 38, man. We appreciate Kev coming out, man. Dope conversation. Hopefully y'all learned something from it. Um, you know, once again, man, you know, all this shit is hard, man. Being rich is hard, being broke is hard, being fat is hard, being in shape is hard. All that good shit. So once again, man, choose your heart. You know, at the end of the day, it's going to be there, man. So, so let's, let's prosper, man. Let's enjoy yourselves. All the good shit. Stay safe out there. Uh, with that being said, we out. Ooh, give me some more flavor. Flavor. It's the Untitled Podcast.